welcome to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast with co-founders and hosts, Tracy Callahan and Deborah Doak. Each week, we tackle another tough topic to help professional divorce coaches maximize client impact and cultivate thriving practices. We also want to spread the word about the expertise and value that certified divorce coaches bring to the table. At DCA, we are committed to ongoing learning and we value generosity among divorce coaching professionals. We believe that when one succeeds, we all succeed. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us back at Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. Today, we are talking everything high conflict divorce, right? Something we see a lot something as divorce coaches we engage in, and often a lot of divorce coaches who define themselves as specialized in the area of high-conflict divorce. I'm sure that's something you've heard quite a bit of, Deb. Absolutely, right? It's out there everywhere, high-conflict divorce. Um, Yeah, and I think one of the things that's always interesting to me is what we as divorce coaches define as well as our clients, how do Mm -hmm. they define what is a high conflict divorce, right? Because from my perspective, no matter, even if it's the most amicable divorce process, there is some level of conflict inherent in the divorce process. The, the interesting part is, is when do we define that conflict to move to high conflict? Correct. Every divorce has conflict. You're not going, every relationship has conflict. I know you guys won't believe this, but Tracy and I actually don't agree on everything. (laughs) We get along really, really well, but we don't agree on everything. That's part of relationship. Relationships have conflict. Divorces have conflict. Just because the two of you are having trouble getting to an agreement does not make it a high conflict divorce. Right. Right. And, and, and and it's so true, right? The, the, what is the thing that distinguishes between a divorce with conflict, mm -hmm. right? Again, if if we look at divorce as conflict inherent in divorce, Mm -hmm. then what's that next step, right? When does that win lose behavior become the primary factor that creates that high conflict? That high conflict. Yeah. And one of the things I talk about when I instruct the high conflict module Mm -hmm. um, for the new divorce coaches that are in training is I talk about the conflict existing on a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Because there's always conflict, but is it a, a low level kind of green where eventually you'll, you'll get it figured out? Is it yellow, right? Where there's quite a bit of conflict. You need to have professionals involved to kind of help you all negotiate. Maybe this mm-hmm. is attorneys and forensic accountants and other people, or mm-hmm. are we at red level? And red level is where you and I, I think would call it high conflict. And that's where people are intentionally trying to harm each other. These are the cases where there are false accusations of sexual abuse or child abuse. These are people who are having a a scorched earth policy. Yes. Yeah. They don't want to get divorced. They want to take the other person out, essentially stalking, harassing. Those kinds of things. Yes. Well, in, in, including false allegations, as you said, extreme behaviors or threats, right? The weaponization right. of the court system. 
mm-hmm. um, by one party versus against the other. But one of the things that I find really interesting when we talk about high conflict personalities, right? And and then there's a common theme often we hear is that, you know, well, my spouse is a, a narcissist. And I absolutely believe that there is a large group of individuals out there who, you know, demonstrate narcissistic like personality traits or 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 have actually diagnosed uh, uh personality disorders such as narcissism or borderline but we also need to sort of take a step back too with our clients and really look at what their role is in that conflict in that divorce process because often what we see too is our clients might be the ones who are saying that they're involved in a high conflict divorce, but actually might be participating in the engagement of that conflict, right? That escalation of the conflict. Right. Or I would say the most common scenario I see is a situation where my client is participating in the escalation of conflict when they come to me um, Mm -hmm. because they don't, they have unreasonable expectations of the process. Yes. And so when they continue to hammer against those unreasonable expectations Mm -hmm. and they don't have that flexible thinking that a divorce coach brings. Yeah. And the unmanaged intense emotions, right. That impact their ability to approach that conflict. Yes. And so that's where as divorce coaches, right. We have such a big ability. We have a skill set, a tool set, and an ability to step in with this client and kind of hold a mirror up to that, ask those questions, help them discover they may be divorcing a full blown narcissist. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yes, yes. And exactly. And where <laughs> yes. And, yeah. and what and, is within my control? Correct. Right. And, and what we know is in control is only our own behaviors, right? We can't control or change somebody else's behavior. We can only control and change our response to their behavior. So where do our clients show up? And as a role as divorce coaches in efforts of alternative dispute resolution, so much of that is divorce coaches working with clients and identifying their conflict mindset, their Mm -hmm. conflict management style, their conflict communication patterns, right? And and these are things often we don't really, our clients aren't uh, thinking about, right? That uh, us as coaches are helping our clients explore those things for the client, right? Asking those powerful questions, walking down the path, perhaps engaging in some assessments, right? And what they're, you know, either the scarf assessment or or some assessment that's rating and helping them identify what their conflict style is, because we all Mm -hmm. have a conflict style, right? Right. And we all get triggered. Yep. We all have things that trigger us that bring up those big emotions and hijack our amygdala. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And that awareness 
is is extremely powerful in terms of strategy, right? So when we mm-hmm. say, okay, so this is this person and might be engaging in you know all of these behaviors. Now what, right? As we talk about divorce coaching and specializing in conflict, or what we like to call you know divorce conflict coaching, that we are now helping the clients move. Mm -hmm. towards, towards something right through meaning that the, the conflict, how is it showing up for themselves and how is it serving our clients, right? Are they enjoying, not enjoying, but are they benefiting in some way from the ongoing engagement or is the choice to take a different path to try different strategies and approaches to be able to move past that conflict? Because that, that, perhaps their spouse soon to be asked co-parent more than likely is going to continue their behaviors is going to continue to engage in the conflict and, and the, the choice of the client not to engage. Well, and I think, you know, you've brought up a good point and this is something that we talk a lot. We offer a, a specialty training intensive. You just brought it up, which is Mm -hmm. a divorce conflict coaching Mm -hmm. Um, because this is such an important part of what we do as divorce coaches. And um, we're going to be offering that coming up the end of August. It's a six week course. So you can check that out on the website. Um, It's an amazing, it's an amazing course. And Deborah, you've done a beautiful job, you know, and really in your level of expertise in, in high conflict, you know, and you, the author of your book and, and the trainings that you do, you absolutely bring a ton of uh, relatable information tools for divorce coaches to utilize and working with clients who find themselves in these conflicts. In these conflicts, right. Because one of the things that's really important, and you mentioned conflict style, help me understand my own conflict style. How do I get triggered? But there's is, is working with clients to differentiate that, find that balance between they still need to protect themselves. If they are divorcing a true narcissist, if they're divorcing someone who's a true high conflict person, there is a lot of defense and protection that needs to happen. But you can still take those steps and do it in a strategic way that doesn't throw fuel on the fire, that doesn't escalate it farther. So you can still protect yourself and protect your children, right? With without kind of uh, going to DEFCON 5 or pushing their buttons even more. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You can do again. It's yes. And both. And I I really like it. That's the whole ADR alternative dispute resolution person in me is always trying to find a way to say yes. And yes, there are narcissists and we can still do this. Yeah. And I can see myself moving forward where I am minimizing the impact of their behavior to me personally, to To my personally. Yes. Yep. And that's, that's a lot of the boundary work, right? We talk about in divorce coaches Academy and helping divorce coaches work with their clients and establishing boundaries, because there's a lot of misinformation, even about what a true boundary is and, Mm -hmm. and how that shows up. And I, and just to circle back on that, Deborah, I think it's extremely important, right? Because 
often when we talk about alternative dispute resolution in the form of divorce coaching, there are individuals out there practicing who believe that the, no, uh, you know, the, the consultants, the individuals that work with uh, parties in the court system and helping them engage in litigative processes are, our approach in as divorce coaches as alternative dispute resolution specialists is not necessarily having our clients acquiesce, but helping them figure out what how is this conflict presenting in their life? How does it serve them? And and again, where are they going? That now, okay, and right. And and, and divorce coaches play such a significant role in this, especially with those individuals who are our clients who are, are divorcing somebody with uh, some of these traits or these high conflict personality traits continue to co-parent because they will, these, these communication patterns will continue until the children are no longer minors, even in a parallel parent parenting situation, right? They're, well, they're, they're going to continue yeah. While the ki- when the kids are adults too, right? Yeah. Because you'll yeah. have graduations, you'll have weddings, you'll have baptisms, you'll have all kinds of family events that are going to carry on. You know, you're going to be tied to this person for the rest of your life. So this, this fantasy that I'm going to get divorced and they're going to fall off the face of the earth is crazy. Yeah. So, you know, that's just a, a reality. That's a tough reality we have to embrace, mm-hmm. but this idea that we can pursue a, a a path of de-escalation at the same time we're being self-protective yes. is c- kind of a really unique concept. Yes. And we're not saying sometimes you don't need to litigate. Mm-hmm. You don't need to go to trial. Sometimes you do. Yes. But there's a mindset you can go into that process with that is different. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and recognizing, right, where a a client might be engaging with somebody who has a high conflict personality, but in turn are also mimicking high conflict personality behaviors, right? And their Mm -hmm. inability to deal with that. So even our clients, you know, the, the, the ability to look for that emotional justice, often that happens with clients who have been in relationships in which there was controlling or emotional abuse and, and feeling or betrayal or betrayal, right? Obviously a lot of betrayal and they want that, right? They, they want the retribution. They want the acknowledgement by the legal system that, 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 they were right, that this person harmed them or did something to harm them. And we know, we know that that's not how the legal system works. There is no emotional justice in the, in the, the court system as it is now, especially with the majority of states as no fault divorce states, Mm -hmm. right? So clients who are looking for that acknowledgement in the court might be extremely disappointed. So Part of that engaging in the legal system, although it is absolutely necessary when we talk about court processes with specific cases, it also is helping our clients, again, recognize that they might not receive what it is that they're looking for. So the use of the court system for them might be a mis you know, a misperceived conception. 
And the work that we do with clients as divorce coaches is helping them recognize, right? What is your best alternative to a negotiated agreement? What is your end goal? Where do you want to see yourself? How Mm -hmm. does this conflict present for you? And how do you want this conflict to exist in moving forward and seeing yourself, you know, down the road past your divorce process? Yeah. And 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 what is the conflict costing you? Yeah. What's it costing you? Um, we've talked in a, a previous episode about um talking with clients about their divorce budget. And it isn't something that clients think about a, a lot. Yeah. But I think as a, a good divorce coach, it's important that we help talk through with clients the implications of their choices. And how that's going to affect them in, in terms of cost. And I mean, money, time, and emotional damage to them and their children. Yeah. Not just the financial cost, but the financial piece is a real piece, right? It's, it's so, huge. So when we see conflict escalate, right? And this adversarial reaction response to conflict, when conflict is met with additional conflict, Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we're seeing it bubble and bubble and bubble, right. The, the, the inclination is then we need more resources. We have to prove the case, you know, we have to engage in all of these different things that there's a very large cost associated with it. And, mm-hmm. and next thing, you know, this conflict, which is finally brought to a trial after deposition and discovery and, and accountants and, and all of these experts that have a very large price tag on it. The, the ruling then is still not based upon emotional process, right? It's based on the state statutes and laws. Um, and, and now the client might be sitting there in even more conflict, right? The, that they right. have maybe perhaps bankrupted themselves in the process of trying to seek some resolution, having the court system seek some res- uh, look for resolution to that conflict. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, it might so, not happen. Right. You brought up a, a really good um, thing we talk about in divorce conflict coaching is this the whole idea of emotional intelligence. And there's a, a segment of emotional intelligence that revolves around decision making and reality testing is a piece of that. And that's a good part of what divorce coaches do with our clients is reality testing. Yes. And helping them see whether that's talking with their attorney, talking with other people, reflecting back with us, the the reality that they're facing, whether it's what they want or not, but having some reality testing Mm -hmm. so that those expectations are reasonable. And when we can do that, then we're reducing some of that conflict that's coming out of unrealistic expectations. Yes. And, and we're allowing our clients to gain the skills that they need to be able to be empowered decision makers with having all of the information that whatever our clients choose, if they're informed and they have clarity on Mm -hmm. the process, then, then we've been successful, right? That decision for that client, that empowered decision that they came from a place of information, 
and and how, knowing what their options are, like we always talk about what their best alternative to a negotiated agreement is, mm-hmm. what that reality test of their ability to be able to engage in that process, right. they're making an informed, empowered decision. And that's, that's really what a, div- a divorce is a lot of decision-making. Yes. And so using, pulling in a lot of those emotional um, intelligence skills into that is, is really helpful. We talk some about that in the, in the course. Yeah. So, I mean, we could, I, I know we could talk about, I could talk about high conflict and conflict resolution for about 4 million years. I, I know we kind of talked a lot all over the place today, but I think if I could sum it up, I would say that what we, what we hope coaches are helping their clients do are um, clearly objectively see the situation, right? Kind of strip away the emotion, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. get back into the business of divorce, Yep. do some reality testing so that we're sure we're not having unreasonable expectations and we're creating conflict because we're trying to pursue a path that isn't open to us. Yep. Right. And then, you know, all of that flexible thinking around negotiation so that, okay, it isn't going to look the way I wanted it to, but what am I open to? Yeah. Which is really that strategy part, right? Mm -hmm. And now what? And um, for coaches out there who are practicing in the area of high conflict uh, divorce coaching, I I applaud you. And for those of you that don't necessarily specialize in high conflict, all divorce involves some level of conflict. So making sure that you also have the skills in your your toolbox in terms of, you know, conflict coaching, helping clients identify conflict management, conflict communication styles. It's all going to be extremely, extremely valuable for you and your work and supporting Mm -hmm. your clients through this process. Right. And you brought up a really good point. And that's one of the things I talk about when I, when I teach this to new coaches, and that is, we talked about this conflict and divorce exists on a spectrum as a coach, know your zone, know your comfort zone. If you don't want to do the the very high end, the reds, the red, (laughs) the really high conflict stuff, don't do it. Network, meet other coaches out there that love doing that work and refer to them. Yeah. If you prefer to stay down in the green and the yellow level, that is great. You do you, you know, we talk about it when it comes to business, <laughs> we talk about when it comes to clientele, when it comes to conflict, don't go above your pay grade, stay yeah. in your comfort zone, know where that is. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, thanks, All so right. much, Deborah. Thank you, everyone. It's been a pleasure talking conflict today, and we look forward to uh, you guys listening for our next session. All right. See you then. Thanks for joining us for the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. It helps other divorce professionals find us and add to the conversation. And don't forget to follow us on social media to be the first to know when we add new classes and events. We'll be back next week with another topic to help you maximize client impact, create a thriving business, and promote the value of professional divorce coaching.